Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. GamecockCentral.com presents Gamecock Central Radio with Gamecock great Kip Balknight. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. And today we've got an NCAA tournament special edition of Gamecock Central Radio with Kip Balknight. And Kip, uh, Gamecock baseball hosting the regional this weekend. Clemson ended up sweeping through the ACC tournament. They host a regional as well. And Clemson ends up with the top eight national seed. The Gamecocks did not get a top eight seed. So the winner of the Columbia Regional We'll get the winner of the Clemson Regional in the Supers next weekend. And if Clemson wins, they're going to host the Supers next weekend. So, you know, real turn of events here the last couple of weeks, Kip. We thought all year that South Carolina might be in position to get a top eight national seed. Clemson was really not in the discussion much until the last two or three weeks. And it's the Tigers who end up getting a top eight national seed. And it'll be the Clemson Regional winner against the Columbia Regional winner next weekend. Yeah, you know, it's uh, South Carolina was in a great position, Emerson. But unfortunately, uh they just didn't play well in the SEC tournament, and things didn't bounce their way. And uh, But a new season is upon us, and uh, they've got to just pick up the pieces and do everything they can to, to focus on getting um, 
getting back on track, and uh, it all starts Friday night. Sure does. Friday at 7, it'll be South Carolina against Rhode Island. Rhode Island won the Atlantic 10 Tournament Championship. It's their first appearance in 11 years. They'll come in with a record of 30-25 and 25 overall. The Gamecocks making their 31st appearance in the NCAA Tournament after missing the field of 64 last year. So, you know, big year for Gamecock baseball with an SEC East Championship. Didn't work out as far as the top eight national seed, but Kip, you wipe the records clean. You got a clean slate with the start of the tournament here. The Gamecocks will get Rhode Island at 7 o'clock Friday night at Founders Park. So, talk about the mindset, Kip. Everything you've done to this point, you kind of have to erase it from your memory a little bit, or how much of what you did during the season do you carry with you into the start of the tournament? Yeah, I think that this is sure it's been a good week of practice for the guys and they just got to uh they've got to really try to focus on all the good things they did this year and prepare themselves to get ready for Friday night. They, they got to get all the negative thoughts and everything out of their mind and just do everything they can to um you know to focus on the positives because they did a heck of a lot more right this year than they did wrong. Unfortunately, um you know this is a year that they did well, fortunately, they did a great job during the midweek games and didn't really lose games they should have won. Uh, but unfortunately, the Birmingham just was a, uh, a tough place to play for South Carolina once again. I think if they go two and two, they easily get a national top eight seed. Uh, looking back now, I don't even know if one win would have done it. I think they'd have had to get at least two because there was just a lot of teams, Clemson and LSU being two of them, um, that just got really, really hot, and uh, they certainly deserve those national seeds, and, um, you know, good for them. Yeah, we'll give you the top eight national seeds here. Florida, number one, Louisville, two, Miami, three, Texas A&M gets the highest national seed in the history of the program at number four, Texas Tech, the Big 12 regular season champs at number five, Mississippi State gets its first ever top eight seed. They're number six. They were the SEC regular season champs. Clemson swept through the ACC tournament. They get the number seven national seed. The Tigers riding a nine-game win streak into this weekend's regional playoff action, and it was LSU picking up the eighth and final national seed. They are 14-2 and two in their last 16 games. LSU started 2-5 and five in league play, but they finished 19-7, and seven, and they got hot at the end of the year, like you said, Kip. And you're right, it was Clemson and LSU that benefited most from getting hot at the end of the season. In fact, on the tournament selection show today on ESPNU, both the announcers and the chairman of the selection committee talked about the fact that you know, they were looking for teams that are playing their best ball at the end of the year. Clemson and LSU certainly doing that, and they played their way into the top eight on the national seeding list. So it's South Carolina and Rhode Island in the Columbia Regional this Friday at 7. And earlier in the day Friday, the first game of the day will be number two seed UNC Wilmington, champions of the CAA, taking on Duke, the number three seed. And Kip, it's interesting that Duke is in the NCAA tournament for the first time in 55 years. They have not been in the tournament since 1961. But this Duke team is not one to be slept on because they beat FSU two out of three this year, and they also swept three games from North Carolina. Well, they certainly saw what happened to South Carolina uh, uh, in a neutral side playing North Carolina, losing 15 to nothing. But, I, you know, that was just one game, and certainly wasn't South Carolina's best match, pitcher matchup against uh, theirs. So I, I certainly think, I think, quite frankly, they got a good draw. I think UNC Wilmington uh, is definitely the toughest uh, team uh, obviously, other than South Carolina in there, you know, I, obviously Duke had a good season, but I think Duke will, uh, I, I'm not quite sure that they're going to be deep enough, uh, with their pitching staff to be able to make it through a regional. And, um, you know, but it's all about who gets hot at the end. And, uh, and we're here, you know, we've talked about that in the last three or four weeks of the year. We certainly, uh, had some disappointing games and down the stretch, but 
you know what? They've also had a heck of a lot of good games uh, throughout the year. So, again, they've just got to focus on uh, trying to get it right now. And um, the time is now. They certainly have a great opportunity ahead of them. they got a regional in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, hopefully the fans that will be standing room only in a loud place. And, um, you know, they just uh, they can't look ahead. You know, they can't look, well, gosh, we got to play Clemson. Well, you know, Clemson might not, not make it out of that regional. That's not an easy regional they're in. None of them are easy. Any, I mean, any time you play postseason baseball, any team you play can step up and beat anybody. So you've got to be prepared. Hopefully the guys have had some good rest, but also some uh, tough love, I'm sure, from – Mitch Holbrook and the rest of the staff and some tough practices and uh, ready to get ready. You know, they're probably ready to play a game right now and not have to practice against each other. Kip, there's a lot of pressure once you get down to the postseason, which is what we've got starting this weekend. And, again, Friday at 1 at Founders Park, it'll be UNC Wilmington, the two seed, against Duke, the three seed, and then Friday night at 7, South Carolina against Rhode Island. How do you go about, uh, you know, balancing that pressure and sort of coping with that, Kip, and trying to find a way to get pissed off like you talked about earlier this year to Gamecocks early in the season? You said we're playing like they were pissed off. How do they get that back? Well, you know, I I think it comes back to all the preparation and all the hard work they've done throughout the offseason. Uh, you know, looking at the conditioning with Billy Anderson, all the work they've done in the training room with Brainerd Cooper, everything. They're in a position now. Uh, they're one of the final 64 teams. I mean, they have done what they planned to do this year. They won the SEC East. Yes, they didn't end up getting a national top eight seed, which of, which of course is, uh, I don't necessarily think it's a, an individual goal for the team and that's a necessary, uh, thing that they're looking for, but, you just look at the records and you know that, you know, if you got a chance to play at home all the way through Omaha, then you got a great chance, especially with South Carolina. Their home record in the postseason is incredible in the last uh, 10 years, especially. So how do they get that back? Again, I think it's just remembering what it feels like when you're having success. And uh, they've got to get back to that. They can't let those negative emotions uh, play on. They can't let anything, you know, if something bad happens, they can't say, oh, well, here we go again. They've got to just keep fighting through it. And, um, you know, I, I think this is postseason play when guys have to step up. You know, they're, they're, a guy like Smith has a chance to go out on Friday night if he's pitching um, and, and absolutely dominate. And, you know, go out and throw a complete game shutout. Go out and throw eight innings, two hits, one run, and you know, and you win seven to one. Let's have a couple easy games here in a row. And and it's it's definitely possible with this pitching staff. They have a have the arms to do it. And I think the best way to uh, get on a winning streak is for pitchers to absolutely dominate. And um, I think that is definitely going to be necessary for South Carolina to play well in this postseason. They're going to have to pitch very, very well. Emerson Phillips with Kip Balknight here on Gamecock Central Radio. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app that allows you to listen to the podcast anywhere you get cell phone service. The Gamecock Central Radio app is available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to the podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Kip, it's Clemson and Western Carolina and Oklahoma State, Nebraska, up in Tigertown. And you mentioned that you, know, you can't really look ahead, but certainly people all week will be talking about a possible South Carolina-Clemson super regional matchup. But I would encourage people again to remember that you know not only did the Gamecocks miss the tournament last year, two years ago Maryland came into Columbia and beat the Gamecocks in the regional round. So plenty of motivation for the Gamecocks to come out and play well. And you talked about the importance of uh, getting some good starting pitching this weekend. 
Gamecock pitching has been fantastic all year, and they're going to need a good outing from Clark Schmidt Friday night. Don't want to get into trouble with that first game against a Rhode Island team that certainly South Carolina will be expected to beat, but everybody that's in the field has played their way in, so you can't take anybody for granted. No, you're right. I mean, it's a good reminder of us losing to, um, you know, South Carolina losing to, to Maryland just two years ago, and then that last year not being in the postseason. So, I mean, there's obviously those guys are there for a reason, and, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Coach Holbrook does. I got a feeling he'll probably do what, uh, you know, Ray Tanner always did and always started the number one guy on Friday night. I, I tend to be more of a guy that would like to see him roll the dice and, and, uh, maybe, maybe start a, a Taylor Widener, if you will. Somebody on a Friday night, uh, to, to get by that person to hold a couple of bikers. I think UNC Wilmington is going to be a really, really tough foe. I think that's going to be probably the toughest matchup that South Carolina has in the regional. I think if, we, if they don't watch out, that could be a team that, uh, that, that, that gets out of the Columbia Regional if they don't come and play well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, again, it's postseason play. That's why you play this regular season. And, uh, it'd be nice if they were hosting, uh, both the, the regional and the super regional, but you got to get past the regional first. So South Carolina certainly needs to be ready to play Friday night. First things first, it'll be Friday at one, Duke and UNC Wilmington. And I'm telling you, Kip, this Duke team is not a team that should be taken lightly. They were very competitive in the ACC this year. Six ACC teams are hosting. Six of the 16 regional hosts are from the ACC. The SEC got seven. You know, the ACC is a very good league. A lot of people would argue that it's every bit as good as the SEC, and Duke's been playing this good ACC competition all year. I don't think they're going to come in intimidated in any way, shape, or form, and they've obviously got to be thrilled about being in the tournament for the first time in 55 years. And a little bit on UNC Wilmington here, the Colonial Athletic Association champs, they have the Colonial Player of the Year, a sophomore catcher named Nick Fight, leads the nation with 87 RBIs, and he's second in the country with 19 home runs. So UNC Wilmington has scored a ton of runs this year, and it is an interesting matchup with a very distinct Carolina flavor. Three schools from the Carolinas, along with Rhode Island, and we'll get it started Friday at 1 with Duke and UNC Wilmington and South Carolina, Rhode Island, set for a first pitch of 7 o'clock on Friday night. So, Kip, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of excitement leading up to the regional this week. Talk about what it's like for the players, Kip. Getting ready to play in the postseason. You want to play big-time college baseball. This is what you play for. Yeah, it is, Emerson. I mean, that is what you play for, hands down. I mean, it's, it's the most exciting time of the year. You're out of school. You got an opportunity to uh, now. All the games are televised, so it's certainly uh, a really, really neat thing. Even though the, the regular season games are televised, it's still a little bit more excitement in the air. I think uh, you know the drafts coming up, so obviously guys are are excited about that as well. But you have a chance. It's just it's just so much like NCAA basketball in the tournament. I mean, it's you have a chance. You control your own destiny. You do not have to. Uh, you know, have somebody vote on anything. It's okay. If we win, we advance and we get a chance to go on to the next round. If you win that round, you advance. You get a chance to go play in Omaha. Every kid's dream that plays college baseball is to play in Omaha. And I'm just excited for the guys. I certainly hope and, uh, and pray that they just, uh, relax, have fun and, uh, be hungry because uh, it's, it's, it's right there in front of them. Uh, there are going to be people that are doubt them, but you know what? There's always people and fans that doubt players and coaches, and uh, those things happen all the time, not just in college baseball and not just here in Columbia, South Carolina, but uh, the fans need to get behind them and, uh, and uh, you know, make it a tough place and a tough environment uh, for South Carolina not to get out of the regional. I mean, they, they, they should win this regional. They're certainly uh, the favorite 
And um, I think if they play well, they will. All right, the Gamecocks should be ample motivated for this regional matchup coming up this weekend, and we will talk more about it later in the week. We'll give you a full preview of the Columbia Regional. We'll talk a little bit more in depth later in the week about the full field of 64. Kip, thanks for taking time on this Memorial Day. Uh, Everybody listening today, we do hope you'll take a moment to remember those who died serving in the United States Armed Forces. That's what Memorial Day is all about. Kip, thanks for your time. We look forward to talking with you later in the week. Thanks so much, Emerson. Go Gang Cox and God bless America. That's Kip Balk Knight, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and we appreciate you joining us here on this holiday. South Carolina and Rhode Island Friday night at 7, and we'll have more on it later in the week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 43342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.